A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Make it a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Showcase your work, blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. With 24-7 award-winning customer support, you can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, Jack Ferry. Hi, Grace Helbig. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Before we begin, I want to do a quick programming note. Please do. So, uh, uh, as those of you guys may know, we've been doing uh, live shows, and our live show that we did with Dean Unglert, it was is our 150th episode, mm-hmm. but we actually wanted to push that episode one week because our guest today, Kurt Browneler, um, he has a charity event. A very exciting charity event. Yeah. It's very cool. This week. And... Uh, he wants to promote it, and that makes a lot of sense. And so I thought we would do that. And so in order to accommodate that, we actually had to move this. So this is actually technically episode 151, even though it's coming out. In, For in- all of you guys keeping track and would be very upset if we went in the <laughs> wrong chronological right. order. The only reason I bring it up is because we did talk about it in the next episode, and I didn't want it to lead to confusion. Yeah, so don't think we're idiots, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he's got an event coming up. Um, it's May 24th this week in downtown LA. Um, it's called... Fun Lovers Unite, an evening of music, comedy, and gun sense. Hmm. Um, so the, a Cambodian and American rock band Dengue Fever is playing. A comedy duo and pop culture pundits Frangela and comedian Greg Johnson are in it. Uh, obviously, Kurt is in it as well. Jonathan Ames, Gene Darst, and Open Mike Eagle will all be performing at this event. Um, where Fun Lovers Unite stands in solidarity with the students of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, and across the country leading us in the March for Our Lives event, which I'm sure you guys have heard about. Yep. So um, if you are in Los Angeles on May 24th and you don't otherwise have plans, you should consider checking that out. Go check it out. It's going to be a really fun show for a really great cause. What time is it? It's at 7 p.m. At the... It's at the Regent Theater. Regent Theater. L.A. If you yeah. guys are in or around L.A., go check it out. Yeah. It's going to be a really fun time. All of those people are very fun, very entertaining. Yeah. I think it sounds like a great event. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking up top this episode because Kurt has a very colorful life. Yes, he does. He's, <laughs> yeah, I can't keep up with him and I haven't ha- talked to him or hung out with him for a bit. So I just want to spend time dissecting all the choices he's made in his life right leading up to where he is right now he's a dad but he's done some uh he's a he's a stunt man you might say mm-hmm. he, he does a lot of stunts yes he loves to inject weirdness into the world yeah he loves a stupid stunt <laughs> yes. and i love it so i just want to jump right into this interview with kurt and figure out some of the best worst most embarrassing and most memorable things that uh or things he doesn't even remember <laughs> that he's done. So let's uh, let's talk to Kurt Brunholer. No, not too deep. With Grace Heidbeck. Guess what, Grace? What, Jack? Support for today's show comes from our good buddies at Squarespace. Oh, hooray. Think it. Dream it. Make it with Squarespace. Let me guess. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers so that Squarespace makes it easy for you to turn your idea into a new and unique website. Not only that... But you can also customize everything from look and feel to settings and products. And it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box. And guess what? There's not even a box. Whoa. You just go to squarespace.com. 
and built-in search engine optimization. Yeah, so you can showcase your work, you can blog or publish content, you can announce a special project, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. Then you can use Squarespace's analytics to help you grow your business in real time. And for all of you that are worried that it might be too high-tech, there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Which I'm very grateful for Mm -hmm. because I use Squarespace regularly. Though if you do have a question, it's nice to know that Squarespace is award-winning 24-7 customer support is there to help you out. So keep dreaming, but make it a reality with a website from Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com slash grace for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash grace, offer code grace. Not, not too deep. Jack, this is very exciting. What's up? Because Sugar Bear Hair is sponsoring the podcast today. Oh, that's like the um, the delicious The stuff. delicious gummies that I have in my car <laughs> that I took on the way over here as my breakfast. Yeah, that's Sugar Bear that Hair. That was your breakfast. Well, I had a full breakfast and then I like okay. on my way out grabbed them as the most important <laughs> item I needed other than like my keys because I was like, they, I want a sweet treat right now. <laughs> now picture any celebrity with amazing hair. You can bet they have a stylist who clued them into Sugar Bear Hair. It tastes like delicious candy made with juice of real berries but contains everything you need for a stronger healthier hair listen to this it has as much vitamin a as four cups of broccoli as much vitamin c as one cup of cranberries and as much vitamin b12 as four organic eggs and sugar bear hair fans also saw an improvement in the quality of their skin and nails over time thanks to the nutrients packed into each gummy so listen, if you're curious at all, go to sugarbearhair.com slash grace for beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash grace, sugarbearhair.com slash grace. This is very exciting. Kurt Brunwaller's here. Yay. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hi. I'm, Hi. Uh, <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> the gang's all back together. Yeah. We all know each other from New York. We're back all, in the day. I know. Yeah. We're all originally from New Jersey. Lots of uh, lots of stuff. That... I didn't know you were from New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grace and I are actually from like the same hometown. Really? Basically, yeah. We found yeah. out when we were working at My Damn Channel yeah, that, that we were from... <laughs> Like literally a town next to each other. Yeah. Like she went to like my dad's partner for her pediatrician. Oh, wow. Like mm-hmm. that close. Mm-hmm. Like really insane. Yeah. We were I'm very sorry. close. I'm sure you've gone over what town? Uh, my parents now live in West Deptford, but I grew up in Woolbury Heights. Okay. And I grew up you, in West Deptford. Okay. Yeah. We conceptualized <laughs> yeah. this podcast drinking at the bar in West Deptford over Christmas one that, time. That's right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like four years ago now, five years yeah, ago. Yeah. It was right like when you were leaving my name channel. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, are you home for Christmas? Let's get a drink. And you're like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we met like, up and she's like, I, I really want to do a podcast. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. I want that's to be great. out of my parents' house. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. And that, because, because we both were getting stir crazy at our parents' house. That's yeah. why we have a podcast podcast now it happens yeah um kurt you've been insanely busy it feels like following your instagram stories and everything i've yeah i've been touring a lot recently yeah yeah and so and also you created a life you have have a child now and this podcast is coming out around father's day is that a big deal to you Uh uh-huh oh (laughs) is it a big deal to me that's a great question will Um, you be upset if the baby doesn't acknowledge you (laughs) 
in uh, a more special way. Oh, she did. We will not. I guarantee you, she <laughs> will not. Olive. Olive. Yeah, How yeah. old is she? She's one, thir- one in one month. Okay. I'm trying not to say like the 13 month thing or the 14 month thing because right, right, it always right. seems like once it's a year, guys, it's fine. <laughs> right, right, Just right, say it's right. a year and some months. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Have you noticed? Because uh, I don't know how babies work. Yeah. But have you noticed her start to develop a personality now? Like oh, you can tell yeah. the kind of person she's becoming. Today, she like I was eating a banana and she like crawled from one side of the house to the other one to like pull on my leg and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> bananas are my thing and like that's I had to give her a piece of my banana <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. so that was like that's a real I mean so that's one part of her personality yeah. she loves bananas she's, yeah she's one of those freaks that's how much it's been defined so much <laughs> can you tell is she starting to develop a sense of humor she laughs all the time. Oh, that's she has so... a like she knows like if Lauren says something funny and I laugh, she'll be like, <laughs> and <laughs> she that's takes how your she cue? laughs. Oh, that's she, really? so she laughs funny. like an old man. That's pretty. <laughs> 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 that's pretty great. I hope it never changes. <laughs> I, me too. Me too. It's really good. So I think she, I that's I think maybe a good sense of humor, at least knowing when to laugh. Yeah, at sure. least she's starting to pick up on the social cues yeah. of it. So yeah. that seems good. She's yeah, not good. A, a psychopath, baby. She's not no, mute. Just staring at the wall, <laughs> yeah. barking. <laughs> just doing what the dog does. Um, have you noticed a change in your traveling and like stand up life now having a, a child? It is. You know, what's weird is that it's so weird to go on tour now. Right. Because it's like going back to before I had a child. Right. You know, and but it feels it feels like wrong. Does it feel guilty? It feel I feel guilty. <laughs> That's always a fun feeling. <laughs> like I sleep in. I sleep in and uh, I feel like I have to wake up when my wife is waking up to uh-huh. take care of the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'll like wake up and then I'll like text her like, good morning. And then I'm like, oh, I think I might go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. And so like I sleep in and I feel weird about it. But I don't Fun. go out as much. Right. Um, because of that. Like uh I don't go out on the road as much. Gotcha, gotcha. And now all my stand up, my my new hour that I just kind of finished writing is all about kind of, you know, becoming a dad yeah, and also yeah. about my childhood as well. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. That's so you've been touring uh with this new material. Yeah, I'm actually I've i that tour is, was just getting it ready. Cool. So now it's like it's an hour. Yeah. Wait, now have I'm you recorded it? it? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm looking to sell it. So, very cool, very yeah, cool. If anybody out there wants to personally own, yeah. you know, uh, like Martin Sacrelli uh, and uh, you're just like, and just the Wu-Tang buy, album. Buy the yep. one copy of, your of my album. album. Yep. Yep. It's going to cost a lot. Yeah. It's 400000 Martin's a huge fan of our podcast, so he's listening. He Don't needs worry. something to do in jail. Yeah. So. yeah. He's, he's got to be busy. Um, congrats on the big stick, too. That's oh, thank you. nuts. I mean, did you, were you guys surprised at like how well? it was received and like how big the traction yeah, it got. blew up yes i was in the fact that when we were shooting it i think we thought it was gonna be an indie movie you know right yeah right. and i i was like and then when it had a wide release it was like oh that's gonna be amazing and then yeah. the fact that it like got nominated for an oscar was like um, uh, overwhelming it's yeah. so nuts and also the fact that like uh, so many people saw it because there's so many movies that you make and right. no one sees them right you right know? right 
And so it was very cool. I Plus was, you got to do it with friends. Mm -hmm. That's the coolest thing. How was the shooting process of it? It was great. I was on set the whole time because okay. I was writing jokes for everybody. Oh, nice. So I was like the on-set writer. So it was like, it felt very personal as well. Yeah, or yeah. personally involved, not just with my shoot days. You right, know? right, right, right. Yeah, so it was really great. I loved working on it. How was the press side of it? Like, did you guys go to way more events than you've ever been used to going to before? Well, the way the first way we did press was we did a stand up tour. So it was me, oh, right, yeah. Kumail, Ray Romano and A.D. Bryant, cool. like <laughs> flying that around the country. Yep. That is, a, that is an odd mix. It's a really odd mix. <laughs> it all like worked. And it was also, really great. What what kind of audience does that mix bring to a show like it, who's sitting everybody in, loves Raymond fans right Dude, well that's the thing like, <laughs> it feels I like think, a whole family could go to this show together and find something I for think everyone so too. yeah <laughs> and we were always trying to figure out like would it be like us doing a Ray Romano show or would it be like right. Ray Romano doing one of our shows right and it was a really weird mix like it was there was definitely people there who were like Ray Romano <laughs> and then uh, I'd say the majority of people were there were more like I enjoy uh, the stylings of Kumail Nanjiani right you know? yeah and that's so it was like uh, them getting to see Ray and us and stuff. It was pretty cool. Kumail is unbelievably funny. He's so good. His stand-up is so great. Yeah. And it was really fun watching him have to do old stand-up. Like oh, that, really? From when he first started doing stand-up. So there's you know, jokes in the mm -hmm. in the movie that are all like his jokes like from early when he started in Chicago. Stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. Uh, and how was working with Ray Romano? I remember seeing like the photos of the shoot happening and being like, it, did they Photoshop <laughs> Ray Romano into this? What's going on? Yeah, Ray Romano is amazing. He is honestly so fucking funny. Yeah. And just with the way, even just his delivery on things would, I mean, a, a line that's not funny, he would just make it funny. So good. Um, And also like a very kind man. Uh, but uh, it was just like shocking. It's like, because I had just watched, I don't know if you guys ever saw Vinyl that was on HBO. I don't think, no. But I it had never. just been on when we started shooting. And so I had just watched it. And Ray Romano has this part where he just like loves cocaine. Uh, and it's a really <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really funny. Uh, it's not funny, but it's a it's a really good show. Uh -huh. And so I was kind of like excited about oh, Ray Romano yeah. just because of like, I just saw him do this like crazy HBO show. That's right. awesome. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. That's super fun. Um. Have you been up to any hijinks lately? Because we were talking a little bit before we recorded some of the beginning of this podcast. I was like, he's a stunt man. He yeah. loves a good stunt. He loves I do love a good stunt. What is it you say? You like in inserting stupidity into the world or something like that? It, yeah, that was like the, <laughs> that was the line of like inserting absurdity into strangers' lives yeah. to make the world a better place. That was kind of my like uh, operating philosophy for stand-up. Yeah, I think it's a great philosophy because, I mean, think back. You have jet skied down the Mississippi. Yeah, we jet skied from Chicago to New Orleans. It's just a simple on, task. On jet skis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in order to send 500 goats and 1,000 chickens to Africa. So ultimately for a good specific cause. Good, so we were trying to raise $50,000, but we ended up re only raising $38,000. Still pretty So in my mind, it's a failure. Because <laughs> okay. we didn't accomplish it. What was the giant butt cross country? The giant butt was... Uh, um, it was a giant butt. <laughs> yeah, it was well, a we, giant butt. Mm -hmm. We wanted to put it on a, um, 
a train and okay. just have it go across the country on the train. With no context or right. anything. Okay. Um, so it was just this giant butt. It's maybe like, I don't know, 10 feet tall, 30 feet across. Yeah, it was um, it's huge. It was prominent. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. It, it had a heart. It had like a heart <laughs> tattoo on it that also said butt. <laughs> In case you didn't know what you were looking at. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that butt loves butts. Yeah. That was the idea of it. Um, big fan. Big fan. It was called the love butt. Um, <laughs> and no freight company would carry it. There's only two freight lines that uh, operate across the United States. That's such butt shaming. But that was exactly <laughs> what we wanted was like, you know, like kids out in like the middle of Kansas, like yeah. huffing gasoline behind a house. Just be like, what the fuck? As it like cruises through their backyard. And just be like, I don't know if that was real or not. Yes. And the legend will live on forever. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do. And then they refused it, essentially. So uh, we decided to drive it. What um, was it made out of? It was <laughs> great question. I mean, that was my first question. It was like, this paper mache, who did this? No. So the core uh, is made out of styrofoam with uh, gir steel girders were the frame. Wow. wow. And then it's painted with this like weird, like rubbery cement coat. Whoa. And every once in a while, that company, whoever they are, will tweet about the love butt because it's like recovered in poly poly polyweather urethal and it'll have a picture of the butt that's amazing yeah, you gave them great. such great advertising it really did where does the butt live now what do you do with something like that when it's done it lives in ix art park in charlottesville uh north charlottesville virginia that's amazing amazing so you can go see it right now and it was never meant Oh my to, god! Uh, survive. To, to survive, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was designed. It was designed by this guy Matthew Trotter, um, and he never intended it to be outside for years and years, especially <laughs> in the winter time. So it's like slowly falling apart, which is even better. And you can go visit it if you want. Wow. Well, if anyone out there lives anywhere near that art park, please tweet us photos of you with the love butt. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. Um, you also flew a, a, a plane over Los Angeles and had it spell out, how do I land? I did. I did. I raised yeah. money to do that. That was like... A, All of these have a, a charitable aspect to them. Well, that one didn't have a charitable aspect. Okay. No, that was just... <laughs> That you was raised money to pay money. for the Skywriter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we raised $6,000 to write a dumb joke in the sky. It's with, pretty. With clouds. Yeah the, yeah. the photo of it, it looks Photoshopped. It looks like It someone... looks Photoshopped because basically what happened was, and this was also a bummer, this is why also I consider it a failure, <laughs> is uh, each letter blew away as oh, it was no. being written. So the, the, the photo that's online, if you Google, how do I land, uh -huh. that is that is the actual letters that were put in the sky, but they're comped next to each other. Got it. Because really you would have had to sit there <laughs> for 25 minutes and be like H and then uh, wait five minutes. <laughs> oh, and like writing it down. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> like some sort of like code keeper in yeah, World War II. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. And no one thought to do that. <laughs> so it was just the people who I like brought up on a rooftop to watch it right. that day uh, got the joke. So what? Which would you consider your most successful stunt or prank or performance art piece? I feel like they're all failures. Because <laughs> um, you also did like smaller ones. Like you would like buy greeting cards. Yeah. And, and write in them and then put them back. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like, so, like give them alternate endings <laughs> and then put them back on the shelf. Yeah. Um, Didn't you put something under stop signs? Yes, I did that one too. I would make up fake stop signs and so it would just say stop and then underneath it with another stop sign would say, no, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then those I would just like put up around town. There's still a few in LA because really? I like 
gorilla glued them to the goddamn thing so you can't get them off. That's See, amazing. that's a success. Yeah. I don't know. Is it really? I feel like that's like a Banksy level kind of thing. Yeah, but I think <laughs> if your goal is to inject stupidity into everyday people's lives, I think you've successfully done that. Yeah. I know, and I think I'm having, but that's the thing. Like, I think I'm having a crisis right now, like a crisis a of identity spell. with it. Not a dry spell, but just like my motivation for them is waned because that was this idea. It almost seems like a naive idea now. Mm-hmm that the world has changed so much. It seems like the world is now so yeah. absurd. Oh, That's a good right. point. You don't need to make it any more absurd. I almost want to try and make sense of the fucking world at this yeah. point. That's a really good point because we're living in a completely different era politically Just in this country. The world is yeah. burning, you I know, know yeah. all the time. So it feels like, does the world need a butt right now? Probably not. <laughs> Or maybe they do. Maybe, maybe more than ever. More butts. But, I don't know. But you've always been really active in charity. And in fact, we actually were moving the order of our episodes around to promote your charity event that you got coming up on the 24th. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that because I think that's really great. That way yeah, you it's, it's really exciting. It's going to be it's uh, for the women against gun violence. And it's actually going to be on. I hope we'll have a link I think it's as on, well. Yeah, well. Yeah, we mentioned it's it. on uh, May 24th. Right. Um, and uh, I've done this event before. A lot mm-hmm. of great people are going to be there. Sarah Silverman, uh, Open Mike Eagle, Josh Gondelman, Dengue Fever, and a bunch of others uh, that I don't like. Jonathan Ames. Jonathan Ames is going to be there as well. It's going to be a packed show. And I've done them before in the past, and they're always like amazing shows. That's super cool. And so, yeah, it's a it's they do it once a year um, for this charity. And uh, it's all about, you know, common gun sense regulation, which I think is the most important. Very necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No kidding. Yeah. So that's an example of you trying to. make things a little bit better yes yeah. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but mean, it's more like a like from an artistic standpoint i'm trying to figure out what where i stand now you know i get that yeah. i mean speaking of art you recently updated your california driver's license oh yeah <laughs> to this i mean you can't see it on the podcast but if you we'll go to link. kurt's twitter we'll in the show notes um it's what was the motivation? This was this? I had to like hold that face, you know. I mean, so if you pull your wallet right now, is that the photo that you have? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to see it? <laughs> yes, it's, oh, yeah. it's very it's much like, like Beaker from yes. the Muppets. It's an angry Beaker. Yeah. Oh my god, it's even funnier. I mean, in it doesn't even look like you. It no, it doesn't look like me. I think is fun. <laughs> But it's also like you you have to uh, yeah, um, what the you have to stay like that. Yeah, and I had to wait in line like that, which was tough. <laughs> and it's and it's like very straining to my neck muscles. Yeah. And, and so I had to like pretend yours, like that's yours. how my face was. <laughs> So and you like, had to commit to the bit from when the, the minute you entered the DMV. Yeah, no, not for that. I was in there for like three hours. Amazing. No, but like the line for the photograph. Right, right, right. And so then I like came up and like, I had to like fill stuff out. Like with my, with my like, ooh. Did anyone say or question anything? Nope. Snap. Go. Thank no you very problem. Much, Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Because also... If you if the person's like if the person's face looks like that when they're not right, getting the can like you maybe it, shouldn't right. say anything. Yeah. I, I was uh, hoping I was like they don't they're gonna feel too weird mm-hmm. yeah, to yeah, say yeah. is this okay? Yeah, plus they're just trying to get through their day. Exactly. I imagine. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of jobs, you were just on Brooks Villains and uh, podcast entry level. Yes. What was your last non comedy related job? It was I fixed computers for eight years. Oh right. <laughs> Uh, Wait, wow. what co- a specific brand or just any no, computer? It was for a um, 
a staffing agency of okay. uh, of idiots. Uh, <laughs> they were they were just like the majority of my job was plugging computers in. So you were the Jimmy Fallon sketch from SNL, uh-huh. yeah. and I was like ang- and I was a, a dick about it. <laughs> And and Brooks pointed out this good good point, which was if you're used to not doing anything, when right. someone asks you to do something, uh-huh. it's infuriating. Oh, it's the yeah. worst thing in the universe. Yeah, because yeah. I would just sit in my office, not do like just writing comedy essentially, yeah, yeah. and then someone would be like, "Can you fix this computer?" I'd be like, "Ugh, go fuck yourself." I'd be like, "I'm in the middle of joke writing, pal." Yeah. <laughs> you're paying me to sit down here and do this, not yeah. that shit. But it lasted for a really long yeah, time. Eight years. Well, I specifically chose a job that I don't know anything about computers and I, I faked I my like, way into did, it. Okay. Uh, I just like lied. Uh, sure. And then like would, it's before Google I even got the job. Right. It was you like I would Yahoo the like answers. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you asked Jeeves. Surprisingly, you could fix computers like that pretty easily. <laughs> And so I and I purposely got a job I would hate so that it would force me to to get motivated to do comedy. Yeah. So that I would have to be like, I hate this job. I need to quit this job. Wow. Well, that's cool. Because eight before years later. I, eight years. <laughs> yeah, it took a really long time. But for the last four years, I think I was like working two or three days a week. Got it. How just did for you the health insurance? How, that makes sense. How yeah. did you? How did you quit? Oh, I got fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired on the third the third time I was going to go to a comedy festival for a month. I'd uh-huh. already taken two full months off to go to comedy festival. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I was like, I have to take August off again. And they're like, you can't. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I am. And they're like, you're fired. And I was like, understandable. <laughs> I'm uh, surprised it lasted this long. Yeah, <laughs> no follow-up yeah, I've been, questions. I've been literally coming to work for the past two years. <laughs> Shocked that I have not been fired. God, I wish I we knew who replaced you. I have no idea. I mean, uh, they just got rid of all their computers. Uh, as they soon probably as you just like hired a dog or something. Just sits in the <laughs> just room. Plug these things in. You're good. Um, you travel well before Olive. You travel a ton for mm-hmm. stand up and for fun. I was telling Jack, I was like, I heard a story from Scotty when you guys went down. I think it might have been for your bachelor bachelorette uh-huh. party about you getting locked out of your room in the oh, yeah. W Hotel. Oh, yeah. I used to have a bit of stand up about it, but we had. It so, was, yeah, I only heard bits and pieces. It was of a, it. it was Kristen Shaw's ba- Kristen oh, yeah. and Rich's uh, bachelor bachelorette party. Yeah. And we had had this amazing day where like uh, at night we had gone to an, a ladies arm wrestling competition. <laughs> And sure. then at the thing, they invited Kristen and Rich on stage <sighs> and they're like, uh, you guys are getting married. Like, let's see if you can get married right now. Is there anybody who's a minister in the audience? And <gasps> I am a minister uh, in, you know, universal life yeah, church. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, <laughs> but I've married a lot of people. Uh-huh. And um, and so I was like, I can't. And so I like ran up and like married them on the spot. Oh, my and then God. we got all very drunk. And I took some Adderall and I think then the Adderall wore off. Oh, but I was still drinking. And that's dangerous because that goes from zero to blackout. Yes. Yeah. And so I blacked down and was put to bed uh, <laughs> in my hotel. And then I woke up. <laughs> I woke up like I came to. Yeah. And it was like like 5 a.m. I was totally nude. <laughs> and I was on the four, fourth floor <laughs> of the hotel lobby oh, no. and we were staying on the 17th floor oh, no. and I had no idea how I got in there <laughs> and most people I think would assume like oh like I've I've slept walk right but I had just read this book uh, <laughs> called The Time Traveler's Wife <laughs> 
where in it the guy travels through time but he comes to in a new place and he's disoriented and he's totally naked right and so i was like i've been fucking time traveling was my first thought because i was still drunk i've been time traveling obvious first thought yeah that makes sense so that i get in the elevator and it's one of those places that doesn't work without your key card oh i forgot too on my way out the door, <laughs> Scotty used to, you, he was previously the night before staying in our room yeah. and he had left his keys, his house keys in the in the room. Okay. So I guess on my way out the door, I had grabbed his house keys. <laughs> so I didn't have the key to the room, but I had a stranger's house keys. <laughs> like I didn't recognize the house because it was like, whose keys are these? Yeah. <laughs> Because I'd never seen Scotty's keys. They're always yeah. in his fucking pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get in the in the elevator. It won't work without a key card. <gasps> oh, God. So then I go to start walking up to the 17th story. Oh, and my- as I'm midway there, the guy who works at the hotel and must have been watching me <laughs> on monitors right. shows up with a bathrobe. And he's so kind. Oh, my God. And he's like, it looks like you've been sleepwalking, son. <laughs> and, uh, and I... And I I looked looked him right in the eye and I was like, no, I haven't. And I walked away from that man because I was like, I've been time traveling and this man doesn't know what he's talking about. So I walked all the way up. Oh, my God. I get to my room and I'm I'm banging on the door. And and Lauren, my girlfriend's not at the time, is not answering. Oh, no. And then I turn around. That nice man is there again. He puts the robe on me. Wait, you even walked away without the robe? Because he was just watching me on monitor. He's like, there he is now. (laughs) And he let us he let me into the room. And then I remember getting in and just being like, baby, baby, wake up. I've been on the fourth floor. What's going on? <laughs> Whose keys are these? And she was really drunk too. So yeah. she was asleep and she just kept screaming, Not my problem. <laughs> and I was like, No, what is going on? What what is happening? She's like, Not my problem. Because she didn't want to wake up. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so that is amazing. So somewhere in the universe, oh, the yeah. footage of you stumbling yeah. around naked at this hotel in New Orleans exists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I would love to hear the conversation that that man had with his family <laughs> that night. Be like, how was work? Um, a time traveler trying to tell me that uh, he doesn't sleep well. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh um, speaking of Lauren, you guys host a tubing event. Yes. Or did, or do you we still? Did. Uh, we would like to do it again in the future. Yeah, uh, what, explain after. what the context of this is. It's the uh, it's called Lazy River, right? Um, so it's L.A. It's a, <laughs> the L.A. River Tube Riding Festival. <laughs> if no, so you go tubing down L.A. River. Yeah, we yeah. go tubing and down. And if the you've LA never River. seen or heard about the L.A. River, it's quite a spectacle. It's yeah. uh, it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, they like to call. It's more of like a I don't know, like a gutter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's concrete. Basically. Yeah, it's all concrete. <laughs> it's a floor. Yeah, yeah, it's a floor gutter. And I they, saw photos and I couldn't believe you guys actually got in those tubes and rode down the river. I couldn't believe it. There was some British guys who won. They uh-huh. won. Oh, it was a race. It was a race. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even, they just got like um, pool floaties uh-huh. that totally like, they were submerged oh, in the water. no. that water looks gnarly. Oh, yeah. And there was this girl too from Georgia, I uh-huh. think, who was just in, like everybody else had like clothes on. <laughs> she was in a bikini 
and kept slipping oh. on the floor of the like oh the concrete oh, ground no. and like landing in the water because oh. she just been dr- she was just drinking like straight whiskey oh, the whole time. No, that woman was my hero. Yeah, I mean, she was a- really the mascot of the race. <laughs> She's an American hero. Truly. I hope she got a tetanus shot after. I, yeah, what? I don't cheat because I, <laughs> I remember afterwards. <laughs> I had um, I had rubbing alcohol and uh-huh. um, uh, what's the other stuff that bubbles? Oh, uh, um, yeah. Hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. And we were like pouring it on our feet. Just to and cleanse I, everything. Just to cleanse everything. Yeah. And I saw her and she had like cuts because she oh had fallen God. so many times. Oh, no. And, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, do you want some hydrogen peroxide? And oh she's my like, God. no, I grew up in Alabama. <laughs> she's like, whatever I got already, I'm a, it's already bad enough or something. And I was just oh like, but really, you should just have some hydrogen peroxide because <laughs> I'm like handing it to you right now. She was, uh, she's wow. my, my hero. Really. How many times did you guys do it? Just the one time? We just did it the one time. Okay. And we literally got out of the river as the cops pulled up. Oh, I was going to say, was there any like <laughs> yes. interference? Because you're that? not supposed to do this. But you're also no. not doing anything harmful necessarily. Uh, we, exactly. Yeah. That's what I felt. Um, <laughs> but we made like a web, so we had, came up with the idea. So we like made a website on Squarespace in like a day. So it looked like very professional. Yeah, yeah. And like posted it everywhere. And we got 600 emails of people who are going to come. Wow. And so we're like, here's where it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Here's the time. And then the uh, the Army Corps of Engineers, the <laughs> L.A. Mayor's Office, oh and God. the Frogtown City Council, like, sent us these letters of cease and desist. Oh, before no. it even happened? Before it happened. <laughs> and essentially said, like, we would all be arrested <gasps> on the spot. And they had the time, like, they had, uh, like, surreptitiously signed up for the email updates. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they knew the all time the details. Of, they knew all the details. Oh, my gosh. So last minute, we had to cancel that, where 600 people were going to be coming. And instead right. being, like, kind of secretly, like, posts that, like, <laughs> why don't you guys just show up over here yeah. at this other bar? We won't be going in the water, quote-unquote. <laughs> and then we went to a different part of the river and Got went in. It. But there was only, at that point, like, 20 people. Did, what was the legal, was there any legal action? Or they were just like, here's a warning, please don't do this. Yeah, because we were out of the, so this is also crazy, because the L.A. River is, like, uh, what's, what's neat about it is that it's an, it's a lawless town. It's a lawless area <laughs> yeah, in a way. It really is. We got out of the river. As we were getting out, a Porsche came driving down, <laughs> drove into the river, like started Grand doing Theft donuts. Auto. Yeah. And then <laughs> took off down the river. <laughs> and then cops a came. A Porsche. Yeah. Wow. And then cops came and were like, were you guys in the river? We're like, yeah, but we're out now. And they're like, all right. And we're like, but there's a Porsche down there. <laughs> <laughs> they just like turned on all their lights and like took off after the guy doing donuts in his Porsche what? in the basin of the LA River. That's, That's so weird. Pretty amazing. Yeah, though. it was pretty. It was amazing. Is there plans to not do it again? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I want to do it again. I also want to do like because we're also doing it before May. I think if we do it after May, it might be slightly more legal. Okay. Yeah, because you're allowed to have like uh, hard bottom boats, quote unquote. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, oh, really? Kayaks are, are legal like May to September. In the but, LA River? Mm-hmm. But oh, also, I did not yeah. know that. Some, Weirdly. What is the tidal season of the LA River? Because sometimes <laughs> I mean, it's, it's literally a, like an inch big. It's yeah. like a stream <laughs> in a concrete gutter yeah. is the LA yeah. River. Yeah, it is a center. But, you know, there are certain areas like near Atwater and stuff Where that it gets, gets pretty deep. Yeah. I um, mean, okay. but still I want to yeah. see you in a kayak going down Me just too. on concrete. So badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I still want to do it on tubes. I want to find out. Like, oh, yeah. I want to find some way to be like, these are hard bottom tubes. <laughs> you asshole. could build hard yeah, bottom course, tubes. Right? I feel like that has sure. to exist somewhere. Yeah, We'll just ask all of the inventors out there to uh, Shark Tank us <laughs> some tubes. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we have some really dumb, fun Twitter questions Yay. for you. So I'll be right back with more Kurt Brownholler. Guys, listen, do you want to know how I always stay trendy without breaking the bank? I know you can't see my shoes, but my shoe game is definitely on point. The secret is ShoeDazzle.com. Listen to this, Jack. Shoe Dazzle shopping feels exciting and decadent, but it's always simple and affordable. Whatever the style, they have your feet covered and you can shop as a guest or become a VIP. And VIPs, Ooh. yeah, get this, get 30% off retail prices and access to tons of other exclusive sales and perks. Wow, so, I love 30% off retail prices. That's a really great percentage off. Yeah. So imagine your favorite store was offering you a discount on all merchandise for life with absolutely no pressure to buy. That's the value of a Shoe Dazzle VIP membership. And I've been on Shoe Dazzle. It makes it super easy. You don't have to go. My brother used to work at Sears Shoe Department like all through high school. Uh-huh. And that's like so traumatizing to me because <laughs> that just like I don't want to deal with people. I when especially with my feet, you know, I don't I don't like that sure. situation. You wanna you wanna order from the comfort of your own home. I do, and I want it to be custom to my tastes and needs and desires, and Shoe Dazzle does all of that for you. If you go to shoedazzle.com slash grace now and sign up as a VIP, you get fifty percent off your entire order. Fifty that's even better than thirty percent. Nuts, you guys. You heard that right. Just go to shoe Dazzle.com slash grace to get half off everything on the site. Half off. So do it today. The hottest styles are selling fast. Shoedazzle.com slash grace. Oh, one thing that I forget about, and correct me if I'm wrong, aren't you one of like the founding fathers of SantaCon? Nah. Or you just started. Be- we started like maybe the first year that it was, that happened in New York, but it, I think it started in the Bay Area. Okay, but I think the first year it happened in New York, we were definitely a part of it. Does it still happen? It does, oh, and yeah. it is hated. It is yeah, people yeah. It is revised, it reviled. I did yeah. it once. It has really become something awful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gotten overtaken by bros. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I did it that one year with you guys, and I was like, got it. I figured I get what this is. <laughs> yeah, it's just drinking all day. A lot of dressed it. as Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just screaming Christmas carols on the subway while yeah. everyone's like, "Come on, guys, come please. on, please stop it." <laughs> yeah, because it's just gotten out of control. It's like way too. It's like it's, it's hard it's, to it's manage. Like, it's like, like they have that many people. It's I like become like a, a second like St. Patrick's Day, where it's just like yeah, which let's is just too get bad. dressed up and mm-hmm. be stupid. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Whereas, yeah. 
was before. I mean, it, I don't know. It was probably that before, but there was just less people doing it. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't so seem it as seemed, obnoxious. Exactly. It seemed more like this is just a few people. This is silly <laughs> and fun. Yeah. And look, people love us. Yeah. Like improv everywhere. If everyone on the subway is not wearing pants, <laughs> then yeah. it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> totally fair. Um, okay. We have some great Twitter questions. Oh, boy. When you say great, I think they're not great. I mean, it's up for interpretation. All right, great. got different definitions. Um, okay. If Kurt had to choose between a debilitatingly large penis and having only one arm and leg, which would he choose? Uh, that's... I know. these Because kind of... if it was just having only one arm... Right. I, I would maybe take the not having one arm. Okay. But having not one arm and not having an arm and a leg. Right. That's like almost everything's impossible. Yeah. I mean, you could I mean, get you a get, prosthetic. You get a, you could, you, you could get a prosthetic for both. Right. Um, but also a debilitatingly large penis. <laughs> I mean, that's also a, a like, word that has like a loose kind of understanding to it. Like yeah. you are in a wheelchair. Like, is it the same size as my leg? <laughs> Like that would be debilitating. That's yes. debilitating. Yeah, right? like that I seems have back like problems. You can't get through TSA with that thing. No, <laughs> and oh also you're not going to have sex because it's no. just going to be too gigantic. You'd have to have sex with like a whale or something, like and an actual whale. Yeah, yeah, and that's like pretty illegal. So that's where yeah, yeah. But I'm glad but, I mean, that we're talking this through as if this is going to happen soon. <laughs> so I guess I'll take the debilitatingly large penis. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have. Because it's 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 one versus well, with, two. Well, problems. with the uh, prosthetics, you could get prosthetics. With the debilitatingly large penis, you could potentially get it reduced with surgery. Oh, that's oh, true. These are all optimistic things yeah. that yeah. we're thinking of. Or just have like a sling for it, like <laughs> just put it up in shoulder. a baby Bjorn. Oh in a baby Bjorn. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, my baby is sleeping. It's my penis. My uh, penis is away. <laughs> do you do the baby Bjorn with Olive? Uh huh. Oh yeah. It's the best. It's the best. I mean, now that she's old enough where she looks out when right. she was like looking in. Oh yeah. Because how long do you have to keep them facing you until they can hold their neck up? Got and then it. once they can hold their neck up, they can look out. That's so terrifying. You just have this thing of jelly on the front of you that's alive and breathing. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is. And I find that to be like, she just didn't like it because it was too like close. Yeah. But okay. now it's like when she looks out, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like I'm like a mech suit that she's like driving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're just like a human drone. That's yeah. Funny. For her. She's like, <laughs> yes. take me this way. So you're you're an avid camper, too. Do you think she'll I love be camping? Like, do you think she'll be like a, a, a camping buddy? Oh, man, look at this. Double fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Double fingers crossed. Yeah. I hope so, because my wife is not. And so it'll just be like me and her going if it's father daughter you know, time. There we go. Yeah. Um, if she wanted to be in entertainment, would you be neutral about it? Would you be excited? Would you be kind of like resistant to it? I would be a little resistant to it. Yeah. I would be as resistant if she wanted to be an actor. Right. Um, because it's just it's just such it's hard. a hard life. And also it's a life that uh, other people are always in charge of whether you got to get get to do stuff right it's yeah. a feeling like a little bit helpless sometimes yeah at least with stand-up you can 
make your own stuff and go out and do shows. Right. If, if everything else fails, at least I can <laughs> go out and do I'm shows. I'm in control of doing that. At yeah. Least. The other stuff is tough. I think I would be, I would, I would say I would never let her not go to college uh, in, if, in order to do that. But right. if she just doesn't want to go to college because she doesn't want to go to college, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> but she can't be acting during it. Got it. Got it. There's hard and fast yeah. rules here. What about raising a, a child in Los Angeles? Because you're uh, from New Jersey. So I know. How do you do you have it actively in your brain of like, I got to get her out of the city as much as possible and give her like a different experience? I do. I think I think I will want to move out of L.A. when she starts like before she's 10. Yeah, before you she's know. like totally solidified in her personality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially I don't think I want her to go to high school here. Yeah, that's the crazy part to me. When I meet people that are born and raised here and yeah. I'm just like, wow, they're pretty neutral on it. But I yeah. can't imagine having a teenage experience in Los Angeles. No, because so much a teenage experience, in my experience in Jersey, was just like being bored and hating Jersey. <laughs> yeah. You know, so totally. you gotta be somewhere that's boring and that you hate. Yeah, you got to get <laughs> yeah. perspective about what is a cool place to visit and go to and aspire to live in eventually um do you still go back to jersey uh yeah i do i love jersey so yeah. much well you go and i know chris scotty's old roommate yeah. um you guys met in high school uh-huh huh? yeah yeah and you guys go to the stone pony i felt like all the time yeah yeah, yeah. and or, As asbury park yeah. is now like so i i lived in asbury park till i was five and then moved to neptune which is like the town okay. over um, and then, so yeah, so grew up in Neptune for the most part. And now Asbury is like really awesome. It's like really, really? coming back. I haven't been. Lately. It's amazing. It's so great right now. Good to um, know. and it's such a cool, yeah, it's just like a cool, it's beautiful old architecture and that's cool. Pinball the, museum. The pinball museum. There's oh. a casino that's still falling into the ocean, which is great. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of New Jersey's coastline <laughs> right now. Yep. Um, okay, so I want to know what's the weirdest pronunciation of your last name that you've heard? Um, Granola. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, not even uh, just a surprise with the G in the beginning. In <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what situation That's was really this? Funny. It was a ki- when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you get given a nickname when you were younger? Not really, because that's what I always like. I, I, if I if I did like I've said in the past, no, <laughs> Bec- but I must have right because the name is so terrible uh, <laughs> that someone had to call me B hole or dirt dirt. You hole just or repressed brown it hole. deep down, <laughs> or they just never said it to my face. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's the other alternative. Yeah, that's the other reality that could be out there. Um, someone to know your favorite piece of fake news. Favorite piece of fake news. Yeah, is that Donald Trump is president. That's fake news. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thanks for the update. Oh, yeah. So what's your relationship with social media, with Twitter? Do you find like you're on there a lot? Or I know a lot of people now that do comedy are like kind of discouraged by Twitter or feel overwhelmed by like how it's... Yeah, it's gotten ugly on there, man. It's it just very nuts. ugly. Um, I interact with it not compulsively, I would say. That's healthy? Yeah. I, I read it a lot just because it's like uh, what's going on. Yeah. If I want to like check in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't post super much. I prefer Instagram. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, okay. Me, like me stories? Me love Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do as many, like, uh, I do, when I'm traveling more, it's more stories and Got stuff it. like that. Who's your favorite person to follow either, like, in, on a guilty <laughs> pleasure way or, like, they're just genuinely great? No, Mike, all my guilty pleasures are these really trashy <laughs> accounts that are, like, just, like, retweet, re-gram accounts or whatever mm-hmm. that are all 
either surfing or <laughs> snowboarding related of people hurting themselves. Oh, okay. That's pretty much all. Of, my whole feed is just people doing dumb things. Yeah, that's, yeah, Brooks is a big fan of drunk people doing things. Yep, and that one's a good one. That's a big, if you like watching people fall down, they got <laughs> yeah. it all damn day for you. I will give, I'll give a shout out to kook slams. I love kook slams. <laughs> what does that mean? Kook, a kook is somebody who sucks surfing. Okay. Um, <laughs> And then I'll give up to Jerry of the day. Jerry of the day I love as well. What's a Jerry? Jerry is somebody who's bad at snowboarding. Um, <laughs> Cooks and Jerry's. And all of the Send It accounts. I want to give out shout out to my boys at the Send It accounts. Send It official. Send It. Some other send one. Just send it. Uh, yeah, you're pretty well versed in that universe. Wow. Oh yeah. Reports from hell. Giving it up. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about starting your own <laughs> it seems like way too much work yeah. i look at these guys and they're like posting like 10 new i don't know how they curate it i'm like we're, like you're spending all of your time looking for memes it's yeah. crazy it's yeah. pretty nice i don't want to live my life that way but i do want to watch <laughs> you do it <laughs> yeah. i want you to do it for me for me for and free. Eat it up. <laughs> yeah and you get to enjoy it all for free yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> um someone says would you rather have a barbershop quartet announce every fart you have or <laughs> yes that one this is the best question yeah, sounds good so far. or only burp frozen songs for the rest of your life uh the first easy what <laughs> i would love it i would purposely fart places to have a barbershop um, a do 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 farting <laughs> <laughs> and by like the end of the first week, they would be so pissed at they you. Been really annoyed. They, they always have to hang out. Uh, <laughs> did you? Were you ever part of a musical situation? I was in a band in college and high school. Both okay. terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> what did you play or sing? Uh, uh, the first band, which was called Broken Image. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> I was twelve. Oh yeah. And I'm. I had a, I played the keyboards. Okay. But the only thing I played was wind. <laughs> Do you know, like it had an effect. It was like just the sound effect. Of <laughs> so every song started with wind, and then the people who actually could play instruments would take over. <laughs> so wow. you're like the Reggie Watts yeah, of yeah, yeah. You know, your 12 year old band. Yeah. That's great. And wait, what was the college band? It was called uh, Como Safeway. Okay. Uh, like F Safeway after the. The grocery store. Uh, the grocery store. <laughs> uh, and I played drums in that one. Oh, okay. Moving and I up. think we had one song. <laughs> we played one, one show with one song. Oh, that's fair. Wait, you went to college at... In Baltimore, yeah. In Baltimore. I feel like you're the person that introduced me to Frito Pie. Was it you? Where you take all the, the cheese, yeah. the free chili cheese, and pump it into a Utz potato bag and then shake it up and squeeze it uh, into your mouth. That exact Like thing. some sort of disgusting charcuterie toothpaste. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love it so much. Uh, do you still enjoy it no, as an adult? No, that's disgusting. But I, I, I did. Once we like did it. So you would get an Utz potato bag. Yeah, I mean, put it's it a great life hack for college students. 100%. Yeah. We put it in the fridge, though, overnight oh after we'd been like squeezing it into our mouths. <laughs> and then like cut it and it just looked like it looked like an intestine oh. of meat and cheese oh. and then we would slice it into little oh. like kind of like pucks and like, eat it that way like hotcakes oh, that's it was that was very upsetting like hotcakes and spam <laughs> and scrapple mm -hmm. and all of that just all of the finest for someone from new jersey where, where what college did you go to johns hopkins 
Oh, really? Yeah. I was born at Johns Hopkins. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at that. You guys. My dad went to medical school there. I was there. What did you study? I was there after you got born. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you were there then? Yeah. He's seen the spot that You're you were born. You're not that much older than me. <laughs> uh, what did you study? Uh, philosophy. Mm, did you really? It. Yeah. What? Got a really great. Wow, philosophy so degree. So you have like you have like Heidegger books and stuff like that at home. Uh, you know, I think I got rid of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've just moved so many times. I was like, not bringing the Heidegger with me. <laughs> it's very heavy. <laughs> um, well, a great degree to never use in your life. Yeah, but isn't. Aren't, aren't stand-up comedians modern-day philosophers, guys? I mean, true. Uh, I think so. You can't even, can't even say it without laughing. I can't say it without laughing. Aren't they the modern? <laughs> well, They're the change we want to see in the world. <laughs> yeah, more stand-ups. I just want to know your favorite Celine Dion conspiracy theory. Do you have oh. many? Well, the other day, I was trying to remember. <laughs> First off, I was trying to remember Celine Dion's name, and I know I'm a dad now because I said, oh, what, who's that singer? Um, Renee Claude. <laughs> My wife was like, who? I'm like, the fucking Canadian singer, Renee Claude. And she's like, Celine Dion? <laughs> but we figured it out later. She's like, that's the craziest way of saying that. So close. So um, close. My favorite cons- Celine Dion conspiracy theory is that she uh, she has a bunker of meats in uh, her in in Vegas buried in the desert. Um, Wait, this is for- a real conspiracy theory? Oh no! Oh, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I think I love this woman now. I, I don't too. think of Celine Dion conspiracy theories are a real thing. I hope they are eventually. I, hope so. I mean. To think of Celine Dion as like a manic doomsday prepper mm-hmm. would be pretty great. I right? mean, she does have a crazy cult following. So yeah. I think if people are going to come up with crazy conspiracy theories, it's people with crazy cult yeah. followings. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. What's the, I mean, you love music. I do. Speaking of one of the greatest, you know, artists of our generation. <laughs> yes. uh, what's been your favorite, do you have a standout like show or festival or th- event that you've gone to music wise? Standout. It's a good Or anything question. recently? Um, I always like bumper shoot in Seattle. That's mm-hmm. always a fun one. Um, just because it's like in the city itself and it's like really quick to walk to everything. Oh, that's cool. Um, what's the last one that I went to that I really enjoyed? Um, I went to, yeah, I would say bumper shoots my favorite. I mean, I've done so many of them at this point. Right. Actually, you know what? My favorite one that I've ever done Uh was, and it doesn't exist anymore. It was in Austin, Austin called the, uh, fun, 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 fun fest. Fun, fun, fun fest. (laughs) Fun, fun, fun fest. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. But that was great for performing because everything was like really high end free backstage and they gave out. Like real, like I got like a hundred dollar haircut for free, <laughs> and then got to see like all these bands that I wanted to see. Nice, it was fantastic. that's yeah. super fun. And you and Kristen still do hot tub mm, every Monday night. Every Monday night, and it's at the Virgil at the Virgil in Los Angeles. But it started how long ago? Like twelve, thirteen years, thirteen ago. years ago. Yeah, that's... in Brooklyn, right? No, we actually started it in Manhattan at the Pit. Oh, okay. people's improv theater. Oh, it theater. started at the Pit. It started at the old Pit. Oh, the yeah, one on like twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's nuts. I yeah. didn't realize that. Started there, and then we went like to the comics, and then okay. to pianos. Oh, oh pianos, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. And then we went to Littlefield in Brooklyn. 
that was such a great venue. Still is. It's yeah. still there. Alive and well. Yeah. Doing great. It really, they moved and they made it look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I love how they do that. I know. <laughs> uh, how, I mean, is there a record for the longest running comedy show? And have you guys broken it yet? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe... <laughs> I feel like we should find out. Yeah. Because uh, it feels like if it's not you guys, I can't imagine another show that's run as long as yeah. Yeah. 13 run. years. And by yeah. Coastal, too. And like, by Coastal as well. Yeah, that's nuts. And you and Kristen have been doing comedy together for, I mean, 13 years. That's when we started working together. Oh, that was, was the doing start. Hot tub. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And you, but you've done like Edinburgh. We've done them all. Yeah. We did Edinburgh four times, maybe. Okay. What's yeah. your worst set experience at a festival like that? Ooh, that's a, at like, uh, I mean, Edinburgh is tough because it's so many shows. It's like right. 31 shows in, in, in 30 days or that whatever. That to me is like insane. Like by the end of it, is your brain just kind of barely hanging on? Yeah. And it just becomes like real Groundhog Day um, <laughs> for your day for your day to day. Yeah. But now, you know, honestly, I was thinking about it the other day. It's also, I was, I wasn't doing stand up back then mm -hmm. when I was doing, I mean, I was doing a little bit, but I wasn't touring. Right. And now that I do clubs where I have to do two shows a night oh yeah back to back i can imagine just having to do one show not being that bad um, <laughs> that's true like every day you just have to do one hour long show like yeah. i feel like i could deal with it now but then i couldn't it made me like very depressed oh i can imagine having to do it every day and mm -hmm. also i mean you guys it feels like your appeal internationally is pretty good generally but did you have crowds there that like didn't know who you guys were didn't understand what you were doing like didn't resonate i mean the first time i went to edinburgh which was not with Kristen, uh -huh. <clears throat> this was with a thing called the neutrino video projects um which oh, was right. like yeah, yeah I like remember an, those. Oh, that's such a cool project oh, Can you thanks. describe what that was sure it's insane and this was in 2003 so what it was was um it was a fully improvised movie that was shot, scored, and edited while the audience watched. I was interning at the pit one time when you guys did it yeah. there. And it was I was like, what is happening? It's really crazy. It's so cool. And so this was like you had, we literally had like actual tapes that you would have to shoot on. Wow. So we would have three camera crews and groups of actors with each camera crew. And the first like two minutes while after they got suggestion on stage, that they would all shoot a two-minute scene with no edits, which wow. would produce like six minutes of footage because there's three of them. Right. And people would physically run the tapes back up into the theater to a VJ. Right. And then there was a DJ adding a soundtrack. And while the audience was watching like that six minutes, they were filming three more minutes, which provided nine minutes inside. And you would catch up until all three storylines kind of like came together in one final thing. Jesus. And when it worked, it was like gorgeous and beautiful and yeah. funny and it's, art. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, uh, and it off it so often didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's those few moments that it does that keeps you going. It really does. And so we did it, you know, 30 times in a yeah. row in Edinburgh. Wow. And those, that must have been exhausting. It was really exhausting. <laughs> wow. Nobody knew who we were. It was during the Iraq War. So the Scots <gasps> like fucking hated Americans. Whoa. Um, so many layers. It was so many layers. And it was really alienating. And that was a dark, dark. That whole oh, month was wow. super dark. Jeez. Yeah. That was, so that was before you were you were working with Kristen. Though. That was what made me start write. That's what made me start writing comedy. Oh, wow. And I came back from that and I was like, I'm no longer trying to make a living doing <laughs> improv. 
It's, a, it's uh, hard too. It's really hard. And yeah. I was like, I need to start writing. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's when I met Kristen and we started Hot Tub like Hot- a month later. Did you guys meet doing improv? Together? Yeah, we had. Ju- I had seen her perform, mm-hmm. and she and she, I think, just knew I did improv at the theater. Um, and I literally like what I, I asked the it was the artistic director of the pit. I was like, hey, I want to start a variety show. Yeah, he was like, Kristen Shaw just asked me the same thing, and I knew she was backstage. I literally walked right <laughs> at that time back, and I was like, yelled like across the thing, <laughs> like, you want to just start a variety show? <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> and we had never worked together. We never hung out. Wow. We'd had like one conversation. Wow. It just turns out we really had the same sensibilities. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite? I mean, you guys have done so much stuff together. Do you have still like a favorite bit that you guys have ever done? A favorite bit? Um, I mean, Kristen Shaw is a horse is one of my all time favorite bits that anyone's ever done. It's so fun. Thank you. Yeah. And I, it's stressful in a great way <laughs> yeah, to yeah, watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've the that that like whatever it's like a three minute bit we've traveled around the world on that bit yeah it's <laughs> um, great it's yeah, so good you. um that was in my favorite thing that we've ever done was penelope princess of pets oh the web series right yeah, yeah. and then we made it into a tv show in right. the uk or a we made a pilot in the uk that was aired <clears throat> but it was about Kristen played a a girl who could talk to animals uh, well, she finds out she can talk to animals uh, when she gets her period. And so she plays a 14-year-old <laughs> Which girl. Which is how all female bodies work. <laughs> yeah. Just heads um, up. And so she can talk to animals and she has to save the world by murdering a senator. <laughs> uh, oh, right. I forgot this yes. whole storyline. And then she finds me hitchhiking <laughs> yeah. on the side of the road and I'm an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> who's willing to help her in her journey. But I dress like a weird newsy orphan yeah, yeah. from the 20s. Oh, so you have like one of those like sticks with like a... I sure do. Uh, I yeah. sure do. A, a bindle or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. handkerchief bag. Kyle's, Kyle's backstory was that he ran away from from home because his mom forced him into what we called Little Mr. Competitions, oh, which right. was... <laughs> A version of like uh, beauty pageants, but for little boys. I can't yeah. believe this didn't get picked up. This oh, sounds man. insane. We're gonna try. We're actually gonna write it as a new series. Oh, that's oh, great. great. Yeah. Does the do the web series episodes still exist online? They do. Oh. You can Google Penelope Princess Pets. The quality of them is super low, but the first the first episode, I still stand behind. Yeah. It's and then there's Ruby, who was an alcoholic bird that lived in her pocket, right. and voiced by Brett Gelman. And aren't oh, they nice. all? They're all real puppets. Yeah. They're all real puppets. Puppets. Yeah, that's so nuts. And then made by people who had never made puppets before. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so the aesthetic is pretty specific. Yeah, it's very specific. Yeah, we yeah. wanted it to look like um, Michel Gondry when he was 12. <laughs> oh, no. Um, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and Reggie Watts wrote the theme song, and he's in the, oh, right. uh, the first episode as well. That's so, right. So, cool. Yeah. That's a small world. Yeah. Um, okay, someone wants to know, how long did it take his body to stop being sore after traveling the Mississippi by jet ski? Took about three weeks. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh, yeah, I had like, like scars. <gasps> I still have like scars up and down my legs. Yeah, I didn't even think about like that side of it. That yeah. Riding a jet ski, I've been on maybe max an hour. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're not really designed for traversing no. the Mississippi River. And I think, it, yeah, I think it was total like, I don't know, 50 straight out, not straight hours, but 50 hours on the jet Jesus. ski. Jesus. Um, and I peed in my wetsuit the first day. 
which is a big mistake. Because then that was just like a horrible rash oh after the first day. God. Oh, no. <laughs> But you know, they tell you you can pee in wetsuits. So but I... when you're in the water, not when you're dry <laughs> on top of a jet ski. Oh, no. Oh, that's pretty amazing, though. But yeah, I didn't even think about the physical side mm -hmm. of that whole thing. Oh, yeah. But you hit it well. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Are there any plans for any upcoming performance art stuff? Are you focusing on this new? There, well, I think so. I just, we, I, I just, I have a new idea that I, I don't want to talk about because I want to it. see it's, it's going to be brand new, but it's going to definitely involve, uh, it'll be interesting. Okay. Well, please let us know. I when will. It's, when you, it's going yeah. to be coming out. New new things are happening. That's okay, exciting. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we're almost going to end the podcast, but before we end, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single yes. guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Um, uh Bismarcky is the first name that came <laughs> to my head. Great and answer. I don't know why. I feel like I kind of okay. like Bismarcky. And so I feel like that's a wrong answer, but that's I'm going to stick by it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is a question, you know, where the answers change in, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other question is to tell us your worst pant shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. Okay. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Mine is. I um, like that you immediately have one. That's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, auto automatic underwear moped. <laughs> okay. Autom you know what I'm talking about by automatic underwear? No. Not at all. There used to, like, in the 80s, these shorts, like, uh, if you had a bathing suit, uh -huh. it would have automatic underwear, oh, which mesh. was mesh. <laughs> oh, that's what they called it. It was, like, a, essentially a hammock for your button uh, balls. Uh, yeah. Wait, so what was the third word? Moped. Okay. No. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, no follow-up questions. Uh, <laughs> Kurt, thank you so much thank for joining for us today. Uh, where can people find out about everything that you do if they don't already know? You can just Google Kurt Comedy. I'm the first hit. There you go. <laughs> and for giving us some time, we are, we made a personalized um, fortune cookie for you. Oh, That thank Julie you. has for you. Thank you very much. Yeah. We put a lot of labor into it. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to crunch on it. It comes right out. It slides right out of there. Right, let's see. Yeah. I'm going to open it up. <laughs> oh, it's very long. <laughs> <laughs> Not much traditional about this fortune cookie. Uh, uh, basically nothing. Hallo, uh, uh, Kurt. Du scheinst ein richtig cooler Tipp zu sein. Ach, grieben dein Komodi. Ich war vorhin ihres... Wo sprechen zu schoftern um es zu geben? I have no idea what it says. And it says from Sacha. Oh, yeah. Right, because you... Tell, tell, uh -oh. that, tell that story. Oh, from Sacha Baron Cohen. Yes. Oh, God. This story is so intense. It's so good. Oh, this was... Uh, this was so many years ago. <laughs> the worst audition you've ever had. Yeah, it was oh, very... Oh, yeah, this hurts my heart. Um, it was right... It was the first time I ever came to L.A., and uh, my manager <laughs> was like, I have got an audition for you. <sighs> do you speak German? And I was like, I do not. And he like hung up with me, called me back. He's like, all right, do you speak in a German accent? Ugh. And I was like, no, no <laughs> not really. But getting I warmer? guess so. And he's like, all right, I got an audition for you. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I'm perfect for it. Oh, God. <laughs> and I went in and it was to be uh, the assistant to Bruno in the, the Bruno film. Right, for right, Sacha right. Baron Cohen. And, uh, and so the first audition was just like a regular audition. 
And I just spoke in this terrible German accent, but like improvised. Right. And then at the end of it, the casting director asked me if I spoke German. <laughs> and then I like, I was in the middle of it. I was, and so I lied to her and I was like, yes, I do. And she's like, can you, can I hear some <sighs> German? And so then I made up German sounding <laughs> words to her like, wie eins fein sind offen, die anschen fort sind klampritz in kraten. That sounds legit to me. And she was like, she doesn't speak German. Yeah. So she was like, all right, great. He speaks German. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so then she was like, we're going to bring you back in for this. And it was like, it was so the next day I go in and it's like, and I didn't know what it was when I auditioned for it. So when sure. I lied and said I speak German, then I find out that it's for the Sasha Marin Cohen movie, oh, who no. at the time was like my hero. Yeah. And, uh, and when I go into the audition, it's like Sasha Marin Cohen behind a large desk. Um, oh, and his little hat on <laughs> and uh, the director's there and then like 30 producers like I've never been in an audition with that many people That's... since then and I've been on I've like tested yeah, for pilots yeah. and stuff where there's lots of people in the room yeah. there was it was so many people That's including nuts. Jonah Hill for some reason I was like <laughs> what and I've never been to LA before I was like is Jonah Hill just in all these fucking rooms <laughs> I don't know and the very first question uh, the director asked is like, so we understand you speak fluent German? Oh, God. And I was like, I sure do. <laughs> and they're like, well, let's just jump in with you speaking some German with Sasha. And I was like, right now? He's like, yeah, right now. And I was like, oh, I can't imagine a better way to start this. <laughs> and then he like spoke German to me. Oh, no. And then I answered just like, and which is crazy because, and this is what I say in my standup, is that it's like I went for the biggest job interview of my life. And the first question was like, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I just went, and then looked around to everybody in the room with like this shit eating grin. Thinking like nobody else speaks German. Nobody doesn't know that I'm not saying. Oh, my God. And he looked at me like a dog. I just heard like a dog whistle, like so confused. Oh, no. And then he like threw it over to his fully German producer who was in the room. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, God. And he like sent some like easy question to me. And I just, again, <laughs> nailed that one. And then they were like done with it. But then the casting director is very kind. She's like, he's a really good improviser. And they're like, Ugh, all right, get up and improvise. Oh, no. <laughs> and then we I had to improvise with him. Oh, my God. And he God. was like, you know, the in part English of the character. Yeah, in English this time. Um, but part of the character is that he's like demeaning to his assistant. You right, know? So that's right. what he was doing. He's being demeaning to his assistant. Yeah. And, um, and, he, and at one point, and it was just going so badly. Oh, my God. Like, and I don't know. It's like when it's, something's going so badly, you just can't help but make it worse, yeah. you know? <laughs> And um, and he was like, clean my glasses. And like, I instinctually reached for them with my mouth. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I want to clean the glasses with the cleanest part of the body, which is the mouth. Oh, and my. then he was like, he had to like kind of yes and it. And he like gave me the glasses. And then I licked his glasses like all the way over. And he totally was like, that is the fucking end of this audition. And that is like how it ended. And wow. Well. Well, it has been that, and that is probably my most humiliating audition story ever. Have wow. you ever run into Sasha Baron Cohen? I have not, which I would since? think I would. But if, I mean, I think I'm probably going to because he has a new show that's going to come out soon. I'll probably see. Because I actually ran into him like last really? year because he was has an office, uh, and where the office was for the show we were doing, and so like I ran into him and I was like, oh, that's Sasha Baron Cohen. It's yeah. crazy. Like at the like the deli across the street. Yeah. So he him. is someone you can run into in Los Angeles yeah, now. Yeah, I know. And I wonder <laughs> if I would tell him the story. 
I wonder if I he has heard you of he it. would remember. Yeah, I probably <laughs> I would bring it up, I think. But I but like that casting director didn't give me another audition for 10 years. <laughs> And she's the best casting, one of the best casting directors oh, in Los Angeles. Oh, man. Wow. So I definitely, I definitely fucked it. I fucked up one by fucking the audition up, and then I fucked up again by making that into a Double story down. that I told a lot. <laughs> it's a fantastic it's a great story. story. Well, the fortune cookie translates to, hello, Kurt, you seem like a really cool guy, and I enjoy your comedy. I was too shy to admit it during your audition. Oh, so, yeah. He, thank Sasha. you so From much, Sasha. Sasha yeah, big fan of our podcast. Huge, even. Uh, well, thank you for telling that story. It's absolutely fantastic. And thank you for giving us your time and being yeah. on this episode. Make no sure problem. you guys, if you're in LA, go to the charity show on the 24th. Yeah. Uh, that also seems like a bunch of great people it's gonna be great. telling great stories. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. Music.